I'm walking down the path in my garden and I have a suggestion for you on how you could help with global warming. With a large lawn, I found a simple way of making a big difference. I sold my ride-on mower and bought a top-of-the-range Cress robotic lawnmower. It runs off rechargeable batteries and uses cutting-edge technology to mow and maintain a lawn this size. The petrol mower has gone, and with it, the emissions. I actually don't know why I didn't sell the ride-on sooner. With the Cress robotic lawnmower, the lawn is actually looking better. The tiny grass cuttings fall into the grass roots, helping to fertilize the grass. And the family doesn't have to put up with the noise and fumes from the ride-on. And I've freed up more of my time to spend with them and in the garden. It's an easy step. And you could also be making that change today. Ask for Cress in your local garden machinery dealer. Or visit cress.com. Hello and welcome back to the RHS Gardening Podcast. Each fortnight, we bring you a mixture of features and discussions, exploring every aspect of gardening, plant care, pest control, growing your own fruit and vegetables, and expert seasonal advice on what you should be doing in your garden right now. I'm Jenny Bowden, one of the RHS's advisory team, who are based here at RHS Garden Wisley in Surrey. We answer members' gardening questions via phone, email and in person at RHS Shows and Gardens. Coming up in this podcast, Gardening for All, from grandparents to toddlers. Gardens offer healthy outdoor fun for all the family. We discuss activities to get everyone growing this summer. Flowers, inside and out. What are the perfect blooms for a midsummer flower arrangement? Our floristry experts reveal the tricks of the trade. And, as always, we'll have the latest news on RHS events and summer activities. But first, let's head outside to get some seasonal practical advice on what to do in your garden now from our experts here at RHS Garden Wisley. Uh, Hello, it's Andrew Salisbury here, uh, Senior Entomologist at uh, RHS Gardens Wisley. At this time of year, you may have noticed that a big build-up of aphids, or green fly and black flies, or otherwise known, uh, all over almost any sorts of plants, but typically you see them at the tips, growing tips of things like roses. And really, you've got a few choices of control. You can go out there with uh, a finger and thumb and uh, squash them. You can spray with pesticides, either organic types or those best based on synthetic chemicals. Or you can um, leave them and hope that the predators will get get on top of them. Uh, but by that point, you may notice that some of your plants have started to wilt and deform. There are more than 500 different species of uh, sap-sucking greenfly, blackfly and other aphids in the UK. They can infest almost any plant. And typically in spring and early summer, they can build up into large colonies on the uh, shoot tips of a wide range of plants where they can more or less literally suck the plant dry and you can get distortion uh, and even die back in some cases. Most aphids which uh, don't cause leaf curling or uh, distorted leaves are easily killed by organic insecticides and these are products such as those based on insecticidal soaps, natural pyrethrum or fatty acid type compounds. However, those which cause leaf curling are more difficult to get at and you may need a, a synthetic pesticide to kill those off. 
if you have problems in the glass house, there are a variety of biological controls that you can buy. You can buy ladybird larvae, and there are parasitic wasps you can release in the glass house. Of course, out of doors, uh, you release these insects, and they're more likely to fly off elsewhere. But then again, outdoors, if you uh, leave it long enough and use organic pesticides, you may find that the ladybirds and other predators move in over the summer months, and your aphid problem should subside. My name is Matthew Pottage. I'm a garden manager at RHS Wisley. One of the questions we always get asked in normally in the mixed borders where we've got all these lush herbaceous perennials standing upright to attention is how on earth do you stake them? When do you stake them? You know, how is nothing falling over like it does at home? Well, hopefully staking is done earlier in the year so the planting grows up through it. But occasionally things do get away from us and you know you have a couple of weeks on holiday and suddenly your delphiniums are four foot tall. Really the best way with staking is to have it in place so the plants grow up through it so you're not having to wade in and try and support things at last minute. But in any garden things get away from us, time goes by and you can see here in the back of this border these delphiniums they're starting to push flowers they are going to fall over they have not been staked and it'll be one night of heavy rain bit of wind and these things will be on their side so what can we do about it when you're at this stage well nimble as you can tiptoe in with something like a bamboo cane or a rigid stake and the best way to get these rather than lots of tall canes and lots of rope and all creative bits and pieces is to try and go low on the plants get a stake as close as you can to the base of the stem so I'm just going to take this bamboo cane here and if we insert that close to the bottom of the delphinium stem we just simply need around that a simple loop of string you can do a figure of eight of garden twine and I've got six big stems here and I'm actually going to stake each one of these individually it's completely out of sight from the path and each one of these bamboo canes will have enough strength to hold the stems. The best kind of staking is staking you can't see. So if you can go in with low canes or just cut them to below the, you know, the lowest levels of the foliage on the plant so they're out of sight, it's definitely going to give you the best effect here. Just as we're walking along through the rose garden here, you can see these geraniums are just about going over their flowering period. And actually the Alcamilla mollis, the lady's mantle next door, is similar. And some, this is a common characteristic of some very early flowered herbaceous perennials. They will push their flowers, they'll do their thing if you like, and then they'll collapse, they'll fall over, and they can look quite messy. And a good trick of getting a second flush out of these types of plants is to literally be as fierce as running a pair of hand shears over the top of them, clear away the foliage. If you're not worried about seeds or you're not worried about leaving them present, clear them out of the way, and then they will push a second flush of foliage, and you will actually get a later flush of flowers at the end of the year. It may not be quite so prolific as a first flush, but it will bring you like a second round of interest. And this is typical with a lot of geraniums, and as I mentioned before, ladies' mantle is another typical example. Hi, my name is Mario. Uh, I work at the RHS Garden Weasley, and I look after the vegetable garden. This is the time where you train the tomatoes, and by training I mean taking the side shoots off and eventually stop the plant when it reaches uh, five or six trusses, depending on how productive you want the plant to be. The side shoots need to be taken off only from the varieties that are uh, classed as cordon, which are the ones that normally are trained uh, on a cane or on a post and it's very easy to tell what they are because they grow in the leaf axle 
as opposed to the main stem. It's better to pinch them rather than cut them, so in order to avoid spreading of diseases or viruses through a dirty knife. The reason for doing it is that the energy that would go in producing a branch uh, will instead go into producing better and uh, bigger fruits. The main thing to remember is that you don't want to start taking the side shoots off until you can see the first fruit in the bottom truss. Quite a few crops are, are ready for harvesting. Broad beans, peas, the radishes, the early varieties of beetroots like boltardi, the, the early carrots as well. Again, depending on the season, depending on the time of the year where you have sown them. You can find more tips and advice on growing your own fruit and vegetables on the RHS website, rhs.org.uk forward slash grow your own. Here you can also find video guides to key jobs in the garden. I'm Jenny Bowden and you're listening to the RHS Gardening Podcast. As the school holidays rapidly approach, many parents and grandparents are searching for new ways to entertain children in the weeks ahead. Gardens are a great source of activities for kids and adults to enjoy together. Whether you have a few pots on a windowsill, have your own garden or enjoy access to community green space, there are activities to suit everyone. The RHS runs a range of projects and campaigns to encourage families to discover the fun and benefits of gardening. We talk to the experts to hear some ideas of activities that all ages can enjoy this summer. My name's Alexis Pym. I'm the Education and Learning Manager at RHS Garden Wisley. Summer's the perfect time to get the whole family involved in the garden. So it might be that you suddenly see the sun shining and think we should just go exploring. And it's a great time to get everyone involved, learn some new skills and really get to grips with gardening. A child-friendly garden can also be a beautiful garden. So one of the things to think about is about having different parts of the garden. If you're a child, you probably remember it's always really nice to have a bit of a run around. So having a patch of grass, definitely good. But actually, having other parts of the garden, like a veg plot, that's where children want to take part. They want to help. But you can have an area that's set out as a veg plot, and that's somewhere where the children come and help. But actually, other areas where there are flowers and vines and all sorts of things that aren't for picking they're just for looking at if they learn about a new insect or a new plant they'd be really loving sitting in the garden and working and playing so if you're someone who knows a lot about gardening maybe think about some of the skills and some of the first things you learned and that's exactly the sort of thing that your children would love to learn i'm dawn isaac and i'm a garden designer and writer and i'm particularly interested in kids and gardening I think the easiest way to get kids into gardening is give them their own garden. There's nothing more exciting than actually owning their own space. And it doesn't have to be a bit of your precious garden itself. It can be, I've used old wheelbarrows with the holes drilled in them, and the kids can plant that up, decorate it, and make it their own. I'm Nigel Coburn. I'm a garden writer and journalist. Like a lot of lifetime gardeners, I began very young when I, when I was very small. My parents were both keen gardeners. And um, I was allowed to have a tiny little plot of uh, a yard square. And, and, and I was allowed to collect um, small pieces of, of uh, perennial from, from my mother's um, part of the garden. And I was allowed to sow radish seeds and uh, lettuce seeds. So this little plot was uh, ridiculous, really, because it had 
it had a jumble of sort of forget-me-nots and Michaelmas daisies and radishes and lettuces all amongst it. And I would sort of pull them up and see why they weren't growing and stick them back in the ground. When you're only seven, you do that a lot. <laughs> and I was very into wildlife in those days as well, so I'd be collecting sort of spiders and toads and all sorts of horrible scary things that my mother used to run screaming out of my bedroom when she found them and at the same time nicking people's pelagoniums and poinsettia cuttings and sticking them in the ground and growing those on as well so it was quite fun really. I am Suzanne Moss and I manage the adult learning courses here at the RHS so we run uh, loads of courses over the course of the year on different aspects of gardening and using the garden for creative purposes as well. Gardening is a a fabulous thing to do with the whole family. I mean, it's just something that's so inclusive. Uh, And it's one of those magical things that I don't think there's anything quite like planting a seed and whatever age you are, watching it come up uh, and make a a fabulous plant for the rest of the year. And then that can go on as well. So if you you could plant a tree and that can be there, you know, generations after. So it's something that, that you can do for longevity or something that you can do just for the year. It can be quite immediate, really, with your kids. Uh, And it also teaches them patience, um, and it's also a lot of fun. It's about kind of connecting with your environment and, and enjoying that and just appreciating the world, really. We do lots of activities, actually, to encourage kids to garden and families to garden together. So uh, every school holiday um, and an events, we run family activities. So we always have trails out uh, and things that, that families can do together in the garden. Um, that's at all four RHS gardens. And also the RHS has the, uh, the Campaign for School Gardening. And the campaign for school gardening is really a pioneer campaign that encourages children to garden in schools. So wherever they are, if they don't have a garden at home or whatever facilities they have at the school, the RHS will support them um, in in getting together and starting to garden. And there's benchmarking schemes that they can go through so the school gets rewarded with uh, with points and with um, with prizes as well. So that's a, that's a brilliant way to get the whole school gardening and getting kids into horticulture at an early age. Um, I'm Sarah Cathcart and I'm the Head of Education and Learning for the RHS. The National Campaign for School Gardening is the RHS wanting to really help and support schools in actively gardening in schools and encouraging and engaging children to grow plants, to find out where their food comes from um, and to be aware of what happens outside with nature. Our Young School Gardener of the Year competition is a real way of celebrating young people's skills and knowledge and experience um, and their ambassadors within their own school but also on a much wider basis. We still have Get Your Grown Ups Growing which happens nationally and that occurs through schools so they invite the local community, their parents, the grandparents and local community into their school to help them really kickstart a project or really um, clear a piece of ground and actively get growing and it's all about sharing those knowledge and skills between the generations um, so that everybody benefits from, from what they can do. I'm Lucas Hatch. I'm from Woodbridge, Suffolk. I'm 11 and I won the IHS Young Gardener of the Year 2012. I decided with my granddad what we're going to grow this year. We share ideas and we, we help each other in our gardens. Well, I just love gardening because it's fun. There's loads of different gardening choices to do. Um, I'm really happy that I'm not like stuck inside. I prefer to be outside. I grow carrots. Um, and lettuce, raw beans, runner beans, parsnips, beetroot, 
spinach, Swiss chard. I just bought a greenhouse that's coming soon. So we're going to use that this year. Half of it's going to be soil, so I can use it as, like, a glass house. The other half is going to be concrete, so we can use it as, like, grow bags. Um, well, what you have to do to grow an orange too is, um, what you do, you dig a two-inch um, trench deep and about three-inch wide, and you, you like, um, make a little hole with your finger for the seed to go in about an inch deeper. So you plant it about three inches deep. Then you um, cover them up, then you give them a good water, at least two watering canfuls, so it can go through the soil and get to the seeds. So what activities can you and your family try this summer? Here are some ideas. This summer, it's all about how fantastic the earth is and how fantastic all the different soil, water, plants, all those things and how they make the perfect garden. So whether you come to visit any of the four gardens, you might want to learn about how to make an origami seed packet. You might want to plant different seeds. You might want to make your own insect mask and learn about how different insects see. You might learn all about soil and make your own mud sculptures. There's all sorts of things that are all to do with how the garden is fantastic and it's a great garden adventure but it's also about finding out about how different plants work. Uh, Well one of the courses that we've got coming up uh, this year on the 17th of July is called Gardening with Children Uh, and it's about how to share the enjoyment that you have of gardening with your children um, and introduce it to them at a young age uh, and discover new ideas that you can make gardening fun for them um so we're going to cover lots of different aspects of of activities and things you can do with your children ways to recycle and also things to avoid as well all of the events across the whole summer are up on the rhs website and anything you'd like to know about which day they're on and whether you're really keen to make your own hot air balloon or whether what you'd really like is uh, to make your own willow fish then just have a check on the website and all the details are there Just a few ideas for your growing family this summer. There's more information, ideas and resources for families on the RHS website. Here you can also find details of activities to enjoy in the coming weeks in the four RHS gardens. At RHS Garden Wisley in Surrey, come and join our garden party on the 29th to the 30th of June. There's garden games, punch and judy shows, swing dancing, vintage makeovers, afternoon teas and of course stunning plant displays. The same weekend, you can enjoy a walkabout with a balloonologist or have a face paint makeover at RHS Harlow Car, North Yorkshire. Hyde Hall in Essex is running a range of hands-on gardening and arts and crafts activities in its Little Acorns Preschool Gardening Club on the 3rd of July. RHS Rosemore in Devon is staging the adventures of Mr Toad on the 14th of July in its outdoor theatre. Enjoy a fun-filled musical adaptation of Kenneth Graham's The Wind in the Willows. Join Mr Toad as he embarks on a number of daring adventures with help from his riverside friends Rat, Badger and Mole. And remember, there's still time to buy tickets for our summer flower shows at Hampton Court Palace in London from the 9th to the 14th of July and the RHS flower show Tatton Park in Cheshire from the 25th to the 28th of July. Details of all these events, as always, are on our website, rhs.org.uk. For many people, a passion for flowers is something they want to pursue inside their homes as well as in the garden. 
Flower arranging is increasingly popular in the UK. What are the secrets to creating the perfect floral display and making flowers last more than one day? My name is Philip Hammond and I am the designer florist at the Dorchester Hotel in London. There's a few old housewives tales that say put sugar in the vase, put vodka in the vase, put lemonade in the vase to try and get the flowers to last longer. All you need is a really clean vase washed out with warm water and bleach and then rinsed and filled with just normal lukewarm tap water and then always cut your flowers with a knife, a short knife rather than scissors because the scissors crush the xylem and the phloem that take the water and the food up to the flower. So always cut with a knife. The stems need to be cut at an angle because then that increases the surface area and so it allows the flowers to take up more water. And that's how you will get the most out of your flowers and also, if it's provided, always use the flower food. I don't think, as a florist or a gardener, you can have an absolute number one favourite. I have probably a top ten of species of flowers that I love and then I also have a top 10 variety of each one I will always go for the newest variety so at the moment I am using a rose called Vuvuzela which is a garden rose which is peach on the outside and pink on the inside and that's my standout rose for this season tiny bit of scent but not but not overly as most commercial Roses don't have that much scent. For a table arrangement for midsummer, I would go for sweet peas, hydrangeas, alcamilla, and delphiniums in shades of blues, purples, and dusky pinks. That would be what I would have at dinner party for myself. So that is my winning combination for summer at the moment. Well, we're out of time on this edition of the RHS Gardening Podcast. We'll be back in a fortnight with a special feature from the RHS Hampton Court Palace Flower Show. Until then, remember to follow us on Twitter at the underscore RHS and like us on Facebook. For now, from me, Jenny Bowden, and the team here at RHS Garden Wisley, goodbye. Walking down the path in my garden, and I have a suggestion for you on how you could help with global warming. With a large lawn, I found a simple way of making a big difference. I sold my ride-on mower and bought a top-of-the-range Crest robotic lawnmower. It runs off rechargeable batteries and uses cutting-edge technology to mow and maintain a lawn this size. The petrol mower has gone, and with it, the emissions. I actually don't know why I didn't sell the ride-on sooner. With the Crest robotic lawnmower, the lawn is actually looking better. The tiny grass cuttings fall into the grass roots, helping to fertilise the grass. And the family doesn't have to put up with the noise and fumes from the ride-on. And I've freed up more of my time to spend with them and in the garden. It's an easy step. And you could also be making that change today. Ask for Cress 
in your local garden machinery dealer or visit cress.com. Discover the beauty of an RHS membership all year round. Save 25% off an RHS membership today when paying by direct debit. Prices start at just £55.50. With a membership, you'll gain access to an array of special events at our gardens all year round. Be the first to know about RHS flower shows and get exclusive member-only days plus reduced rate tickets. And you'll have the chance to enhance your gardening know-how with access to free expert garden advice, monthly editions of The Garden magazine and so much more. Terms and conditions apply.